Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Bikes for Death podcast. As always, my name is Patrick, and I'm your host. And on today's episode, uh, we have me and Ariel, who are taking on the Central Texas Showdown route, which is 475 miles, obviously, in Central Texas. And it's a new route that is part of the Texas Showdown series um, presented by Bikes for Death. I scouted the Central Texas route uh, a while ago via the car, and now it was time to ride the damn thing. And the last time that I did an ITT was on the East Texas Showdown route at the end of last year. My editor, Ben Cranell, joined me, but aside from the start and finish line, we never saw each other during the ride. And that experience taught me how much different it is between an ITT and a group start. And I still wanted to do an ITT of the Central Texas Showdown, but this time I wanted to invite some people. So invitations went out, but my friend Ariel was the only person to accept. I have to admit, I'm not surprised. Texas, like much of the country, has been under a heat wave with much of the state experiencing 100 or more days of 100 plus heat. And the heat was a big concern for us too, leading up to this ITT. And at one point we were even considering starting in the evening and riding through the night and then, you know, possibly sleeping during the day and then riding through the night again. But about seven to 10 days before we were to set out on our ITT, the weather started to cool down slightly and they were predicting highs in the upper 80s and lower 90s during the time of our ITT, which was obviously still hot, but maybe more manageable than the uh, 110 plus days that we had been experiencing just prior to that. So we decided to chance it and roll out at 9 a.m. on Thursday morning with the plan of riding through the day and then riding through the night and then sleeping through the hottest part of the day that next Friday. Leading up to this event, heat also made training really difficult. So for me, a lot of my training was done in the gym, uh, but about a month prior to going on the ITT, um, I rode my bike through the night to my girlfriend's house. She lives about 100 miles away. And then after a weekend, I rode 100 miles through the night back to my house. And then about two weeks ago, uh, she and I did the Ozark Rando 120. And after each of those experiences, I was feeling really fit, really strong. Uh, I felt like I could keep going. And so... Those experiences gave me a pretty high degree of confidence going into the Central Texas Showdown. I was feeling fit, I was feeling in shape, I was feeling confident. The only question mark in my head was the heat and how hot it was gonna be and how well I would deal with it. For Ariel, I know that his longest ride going into this was 145 miles. And the month right before this trip, he actually took um, a vacation and was pretty much completely off the bike for the month leading up to this. And so for Ariel, this was going to be a particularly big challenge, uh, seeing as he's never done anything close to this many miles before. Um, but Ariel is a strong rider and I had no doubts of his ability to do it, nor did he. Well, maybe he had a little doubt, I don't know. He didn't express it though, he was confident, he was ready. So our loose plan was to kind of somewhat try to ride together 
Um, maybe stay within kind of like five to 10 miles of each other throughout our rides. And we wanted to do this for safety and also just like the moral boost of having somebody out there. It's just kind of funner to know that, you know, you'll run into somebody every once in a while. Um, and we both liked the idea of that. And so that was our plan uh, kind of going into it, or at least our loose plan going into it. Ultimately, spoiler alert, Ariel and I did not finish our ITT of the Central Texas Showdown. We eventually had to call in reinforcements but I'll save that for today's episode on how it all went down and why. And speaking of the episode, today's episode is different than the typical format that you're used to on Bikes for Death. I took a recorder on this trip and I turned it on occasionally and organically just throughout the ride to capture different audio clips. And I've stitched those all together. And hopefully they tell a story of our ride because of this style of audio recording, it's not done in a studio and we're exposed to the environment. The audio can be a little rough in places, but just like when you're going on a gravel ride and you're kind of getting sick of the gravel, you're like, okay, enough with the gravel. When can we hit some pavement? And then that pavement hits and you're like, ah, yes, that's what I was looking for. That might be kind of what it's like to listen to this episode. So if you find that the audio is a little bit hard to listen to in parts, don't worry. Hang in there. It'll get better. I promise. And uh, I guess one last note on the Central Texas Showdown. This is Central Texas Showdown week. This weekend, we are welcoming over 100 different riders from all over the United States to Central Texas Showdown to take on the three Central Texas Showdown routes for the very first time, and we are super pumped. After riding what I did of this route, I'm even more stoked on it than ever. Central Texas truly is iconically beautiful, and this route takes riders off the beaten path, out of the main cities, and onto some of the most remote and beautiful roads I've ever seen in Texas. And I'm not just saying that. As a native Texan, I have been completely blown away by the beauty of this course and the hits just keep on coming. I mean, it's called the Hill Country for a reason. You're gonna be going up a lot, but the great thing is about those ups is that in the hill country, you're gonna get wide sweeping views of the terrain and that makes for some epic sunsets and sunrises and just sweeping vistas and uh, all kinds of good stuff. But even though we weren't able to finish the ride, I am super stoked on this route. I'm so excited to have people to come out and join us and ride it and uh, get to experience it as well. As far as Ariel and I are concerned, you'll have to listen to the end of the episode to hear what our thoughts were and if we'll be back to take another stab at this route. So that's what we have for you on today's episode. But before we get into it, let's take a moment to thank the people that made it possible, starting with our latest batch of patrons. This week, we'd like to thank, thank Rose Shiver and Mr. or Mrs. Anonymous. Uh, for signing up to be sustaining members of the Bikes for Death podcast. We really appreciate all the support and we can't produce these episodes without it. So if you would like to help support this work, you can find out more over at patreon.com forward slash bikes for death. And as a reminder, you can support this podcast for as little as a dollar a month. 
and every little bit helps. So again, if you want to learn more, head over to patreon.com forward slash bikes or death. And today's episode is also brought to us by my friends and new sponsor, Electric E-Bikes. And today I wanted to talk to you about some of the benefits of owning a electric e-bike. And the first one on my list is fun. Fun, fun, fun. That's what bikes are to me. They are a tool. They are a mode of exploration and travel. But for me, the core component is fun. And if I'm not having fun on my bike, then what am I doing? I can tell you that e-bikes are fun. One of the reasons that they're fun is because they're fast. If you've never ridden an e-bike before, they are like shockingly fast. The electric e-bike that I have has five different pedal assisted speeds. And I tell anyone that I let ride it for the first time to start out in the first pedal assisted position that gives you the least amount of power. Cause if you start out on five, you are going to feel some G's or something. You're going to feel something, but they are just shockingly fast, which makes them fun. And also don't forget to wear your helmet. Another great feature of e-bikes is more bikes and less cars. I think that's something we can all get excited about. Ever since I've got my electric e-bike, I have found myself reaching for my bike helmet far more often than my car keys. It's made going on quick trips to the store, super fun. And it's a great way to just kind of get the blood flowing, get some vitamin D, get some wind in your face and save the planet all at the same time. So it's a win, 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 win. And electric e-bikes makes it even easier to replace your car more often by offering a range of styles. So the one that I have is the XP 3.0 and it is the most popular e-bike in the industry and it comes in at only $9.99. They also have the Cargo Expedition. So if you got stuff to haul, the Expedition Cargo e-bike makes it easy and it has a carrying capacity of 450 pounds. So you can bring all your gear along for the ride plus probably some of your friend's gear too. They also make a trike, and it is the industry's first fully foldable and fully assembled electric tricycle. The XP trike features a third wheel for stability and can accommodate a wide range of abilities and preferences. And lastly, the great thing about electric e-bikes is the affordability. I can tell you that for me, price has been one of the things that has kept me from getting an e-bike. But the one that I have, the electric XP 3.0 is only $9.99. It has a top speed of 28 miles an hour. It has tons of accessories and cargo rack options available so you can carry all kinds of stuff and really make this bike your own and it has built-in headlights and taillights, and those are just a few of my favorite features of this bike for only $9.99. So if you want to get in on the e-bike craze, I highly recommend you visit electricebikes.com to learn more and to explore all the epic models Electric has to offer. That's electricebikes.com, L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com electricebikes.com. Our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it literally every day and I gave AG1 a try because I know that Andrew Huberman 
supports it and recommends it and uses it. And I trust Andrew Huberman. Uh, if you don't know Andrew, he has another podcast called The Huberman Lab. I highly recommend it. He is a neuroscientist and he really breaks down complex neurological and biological and physiological concepts and makes them understandable and relatable to people like me and maybe like you. And I've really come to follow him and respect him as a source of good information. Uh, so whenever I heard Andrew recommends it and he uses it, I was like, okay, I need to check this out too. Now I drink AG1 every day before my workout and it makes me feel like I'm actually doing something good for my body and I'm giving it the nutrition that it needs. We talk a lot about nutrition for bike touring and bike racing and finding quality foods on route can be challenging to say the least. May I recommend AG1 travel packs for the nutritionally deficient bike packer on the go? If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one year of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash bikes or death. That's drinkag1.com forward slash bikes or death to take control of your daily nutritional insurance. All right, ching, 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 ching. The bills have been paid and now it is time to get to my episode with me and Ariel. But before we do, let's have my friend Miles Arbor kick it off with the Bikes or Death theme song. You load up your bike, you ride away from home. You could be with your friends or you could be alone. You ride for a day or maybe more. You just love being in the great outdoors. Everything you need is strapped to your bars, including that new pillow you got from Santa Claus. And then you think, oh shit to yourself. You left that super lightweight tent on the living room shelf. Bikes. I guess we're doing this. Yeah, yeah, Patrick. <laughs> yes. Let's ride our damn bikes. Oh, this feels good. This first 10 feet has been really nice. <laughs> At less than four miles into today's ride, I try to take a wrong turn, which would have me turning into aerial and ultimately crashing. But thankfully, Ariel was paying attention and he swerved out of the way and that didn't happen. But our ride could have been cut off much shorter. Dude, yeah, that would have sucked. Even if we were okay, I would have been like, yeah, maybe we should go back. <laughs> Something's going to manifest itself later. That was scary. I, I puckered a little. Yeah. Like I at the very like, last... You looked up at me. Yeah, I don't remember what we were talking about, but I was like definitely into the combo. Yeah. And I knew we were about to send it. So the route used to go that way. I don't know. I, I know, actually, I, I remember why this reroute is here because that road on the other side of the river is a lot busier. Yeah. So we're gonna stay off of it for longer. But the original, the original route did go that way. 
I'm feeling pretty good this morning. Like, I feel like, like rested. I had a good shit. The food, like, food sat well on the stomach today. Sometimes I have a nervous stomach, you know, before doing something like this, but not today. Weather's nice. So far, so good. Only 470 miles to go. And on that note, good morning from Central Texas, Llano County to be precise. Um, we are on the first official climb of the day. It says climb one of 95. Oh, I just saw that. I just saw that. That's a lot of climbing. Um, and that is one distinguishing feature, feature about this route is uh, it is quite hilly, especially um, on the 475 mile route uh, around Garner State Park. Um, and yeah, like I said, I'm on a climb, so good thing about climb is the audio is better with no wind, not a lot of speed, but the breathing is heavier, so a bit of a trade-off. Uh, yeah, so it is, what time is it? It's 10.20 been riding for an hour and 15 minutes so we got going about 9 a.m we meant to start at 8 uh, but um, we decided to start later um, just everything you know everything always takes longer than you think it will so we uh i picked ariel up in austin last night i think i picked him up about 10 30 and then it was another almost two hours to Castell, which is the start line, which would have got us there at like 12.30 a.m. And I just decided to uh, um, get a hotel in Llano. And uh, yeah, we got to bed about 12.30, woke up at seven. So what is that, six and a half hours, maybe six hours of decent sleep. And woke up feeling uh, pretty good this morning, pretty rested. Uh, there was a, a moment of not panic, but something adjacent to panic uh, as soon as I woke up and I was like, where am I? Oh yeah, I'm in a hotel room. Oh yeah, I'm about to go right 475 miles. Oh fuck. And, uh, but no worries. It was a, yeah, it was pretty, pretty chill morning. And oh my gosh, yeah. First climb of the day and first view of the day. Yes, this is what you come for right here. The views. Rare in Texas. So this is definitely the, uh, you know, we call it Central Texas Showdown, and it's in the hill country, the quintessential Texas hill country that uh, sits about an hour and a half west of Austin. And uh, I kind of consider Fredericksburg or somewhere thereabouts to be around the middle of it. And, um, it's just a geographically uh, significant region in Texas. It's quite beautiful. And, uh, it, uh, it basically is begging, and it has been begging for a route to be created out here. And there are uh, quite a few other routes, but I wanted to uh, create something that was um, on the longer side, something closer to an ultra. And I don't know where that distinction is, but you know, in Texas, I'm always looking for 
um, well, number one, safety. But in a safety in a pretty place, geographically uh, or topographically significant. And I'm looking for pretty much the, the most miles I can string together safely, then that makes sense. And in East Texas, that ended up being about 400 miles. Out here in Central Texas, because of all the pavement, um, I really tried even harder to extend it. And I think I came up with 475 miles. That's about 78% paved um, with some good elevation. I should have those stats, um, but I don't right off here. Maybe I can pull them up. Yeah, so about 23,000 feet over 473 miles. And uh, for the first, uh, first 250 miles, we're going generally upwards. And then the last part, we're going generally downwards. And two of the most significant climbs happen in the 225 to 250 mile range region. So it's really a, I don't know, a crux or a really asking like right in the middle. And, and based on how I'm feeling right now, know how confident I feel in my ability to do that like it's weird I when I started uh, Arkansas that 120 miles that I did two weeks ago when I started I felt good you know my butts my, my butts my butt my legs uh feet you know just everything but today I'm riding and I'm not feeling bad but like the these shoes these limbs that I wore that were fine now they're like cutting off the circulation in my right foot a little and my butt's like a tiny bit sore and yeah i'm just noticing like yeah man that foot is just nagging it's just a nagging foot what's up dude what's up? i'm just talking to people on the internet that are right now they're just in my head see those cowboys uh-uh. People like the cattle are on the left and there are people on horses on the right. Oh, like real cowboys doing cowboy shit? Yeah. Oh, Herding man. cattle. Are you riding still? What? Are you still riding or you were just waiting for me? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. I'm still podcasting, so I'm just hanging behind you. I'll tell them about my boo-boos. My foot. My back, my head, and my crack. Oh, that was so money. All right, coming up on first turn of the day. Do, do, do. 19 miles and so far 100% pavement. Averaging 12.6 miles an hour. Yeah, baby, we're flying. My goal is to average, like, if I could average 11 miles an hour moving over the course of this whole thing, I'd be really happy with that. That's pro slow. But, yeah, I want to keep it uh, keep it in that green heart rate zone, which I'm at 139 now. I'd like to keep it probably, I don't even remember, mine's like around 142 or 145 where it bumps up to the yellow. It's like, hey, man, slow down. Um, yeah, so I don't know. These are a little, uh, 
more noticeable than I guess I would like starting out this early. But it's not all gloom, doom and gloom. I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm excited to be out here. Uh, I'm not that worried about those things. I mean, I'm just talking about them because I have a podcast and that's what I do. But in terms of how it'll affect my ride, it'll just maybe make it maybe a little uh, less comfortable. But, you know, that is what it is. I did try to avoid this um, by... Um, I'll kind of, one thing I like to know is like what, how people kind of prepare and train and like where they're at entering into doing something like this. And so, you know, frankly, I, I haven't been, it's just been hot in Texas. I think anyone in Texas will agree. It's just harder to, um, find times to get outside. Like you have such a short window and if you have kids and got to get them ready for school and whatever the thing, like it's. It's tough to get a ride, so I go to the gym like six days a week, and I'll do the, uh, you know, I'll do weights, but also like do cardio on the treadmill and do the bike in there, and then I get out for rides when I can, but um, they've been rather few and far between lately, and the uh, part of the reason for those are Rando for me was to sign up and use that as a training uh, block and a, a little carrot. Um, because it was two weeks before um, today. And then I also wanted to just go out there and uh, support and I support Andrew. Um, yeah, I love what he's doing up there. And he's uh, he always comes to my events and I always appreciate it. And um, I like to go to Arkansas. It's like, um, yeah, it's beautiful there. You get some real climbing, um, but you don't have the elevation like you would in Colorado or other parts of the, the United States. So like, it's just a really great uh, training area for me um, if I want to look at it like that. And yeah, I figure if I could do 120 miles in Arkansas with like 12,000 feet of climbing, that would, you know, that would be a pretty good test and kind of shock my body and wake me up to the reality of what I'd be doing soon and also allow me enough time hit the gym or done anything uh, really physical uh, so to speak exercise wise in I think five days and part of that was because I noticed that you know it's just my body is still healing from uh, the Ozark Rando and uh, so I wanted to come into this as recovered as possible like I noticed that my ass was kind of still a little sore I was like "Mm, you know I'm just gonna let it fully rest and maybe what I should have done is toughened it up I really don't know like I don't know the rules I'm just uh yeah I'm trying to figure out my own ass you gotta figure out your ass your ass is your business that's that's my new t-shirt bikes your death your ass is your business but I might ask you about it on the podcast uh yeah so Anyway, that's how I came into it, um, and I don't know, as I'm riding along, I'm actually starting to feel better. I think I'm learning that I really like peanut butter more than I ever thought. 
for some reason I've so far I've been able to tolerate both on a uh, you know just it sits well in my stomach gives me the calories easy to consume calories and um, I, I don't get tired of it really you know I can eat this and then try to eat real food every chance I get which speaking of that um, the first resupply today is at mile 110 I believe in Lutenbach Texas I think their thing closes at like five their little food truck I got I got their notes on my phone I gotta look um, so originally I was trying to make it there by five just because it's like a historically like there's songs written about it um, I've only been there like one other time I guess that's cool but it's like it's like a hill country thing it's a quintessential Texas thing that Texans are familiar with most of them uh, so I remember the song I was singing for you let's go to Lukenbach Texas that's what we're doing i say we i think i might have not mentioned arrow yet but he's here too i captured some i captured some audio with him so i'm assuming i'll have inserted that at some point in this audio already and you'll already know arrow is here but uh, he's riding ahead. Uh, we both kind of talked about um, how we, it's pretty funny, but I don't think it's funny for bike packers, or I think a lot of people can write, relate. Is we really like the idea of other people being out here or someone else being out here, but we also like the idea of kind of riding by ourselves and um, not having a talk all day. He's like, he told me he's going to be like, no, when I ride my bike, I don't really like to talk. I'm like, yeah, me neither. Except for I do talk into the podcast. But if you think about it, I'm out here for like probably 60 hours, best case scenario. And I'll probably record like three hours worth of stuff. So, you know, there's still 57 other hours out here that I'm just listening to my brain uh, do whatever it's going to do. And yeah, so talking to the podcast is actually a pretty good mental release like the good part about that is you kind of check out a little and the miles kind of fly by a little so thank thank y'all for the free miles and maybe someone will listen to this on one of their bike rides and you'll get some free miles from this and that's called the bike circle of life amen what was i talking about aerials here oh yeah i was talking about riding with somebody um, but I'm also thirsty. Yeah, so I invited, uh, I put out a call on the internet to see if anybody wanted to come ride this thing with TT. And to my surprise, nobody nobody signed up. Um, Ariel had already signed up. He and I were uh, part of, like, I don't know, we were always going to do it together, essentially. And uh, I tried to get Maxwell, but he just started a new job. But I wanted the... Uh, Maxwell and Ariel are always working. 
um, I was like, hey, man, y'all want to go, like, ride this thing with me? And then, you know, we can invite some people. And Ariel was down. And that's what, like I said, just started a new job. So he's a busy boy. Um, but so that's what's going on. Ariel and I are the two lone rangers out here on the Central Texas Showdown. Turning on to a what looks like a, a busier road. Yeah, I don't see a mile marker and it's not marked on my route either. And my route is telling me that the next queue is 111 miles away, which definitely seems wrong. So, yeah, hopefully I'll get off route and add 20 miles on this thing. Uh, yeah, so Ariel and I are out here. Um, we're kind of like, I mean, we, we don't really have a plan, you know? I mean, it's hard to plan riding with somebody else for 475 miles and who's going to feel good and who's going to want to keep pushing and who's going to want to stop or whatever. And this is Ariel's longest ride. I think he said his longest before this was 145. Um, so, you know, he's a strong rider, no doubt about it. Very strong. Um, but it's just... You know, it's that endurance part. And I talked to him about it on the way here and, you know, he's got a good attitude. Like he didn't come out here thinking he's not gonna be able to do it or whatever. And I think he will do it. Um, but we still don't know how it's all gonna shake out uh, as this thing goes on. So, you know, our, I think our plan or our hope is that we can kind of uh, stay at a pretty similar pace and be, you know, within proximity of each other. I mean then I don't know we don't have like a uh, yeah any kind of goal it's just kind of yeah somebody else knowing somebody else is out there um it's good it's nice a little comforting which is really interesting we were just talking about like the solo self-supported aspect of this and yeah it's like definitely a huge difference to have just one other person or a hundred other people out there you know it really does add uh, a level of confidence and security and safety that is definitely not there when you're out here all by yourself. And I don't know, it's interesting. I don't really hear that conversation being had very often. And uh, it's one that I just kind of was talking with Ariel about, but there's a def definite difference. And I think Jay was kind of talking about this at the end of our last episode about the distinction between you know how we how we view like tour divide records um versus like the great divide mountain bike route and you know he has a it's like as i think about it more um he has a you know he has a point you know this is a perfect example if you're doing a group start um you're you're definitely getting some kind of boost and safety in, uh, in that group being there. And I mean, it could be even just a chase or somebody to chase you. So here the wind got really bad and the audio was completely unusable. But essentially what I was talking about is, you know, there is a distinct difference between a group start FKT and a solo ITT 
FKT on any route. And I mean, it's not up for me to, to say where we should land on that, but it was really more, more just of an observation and a point of interest that we rarely talk about. And I don't know why. I don't know. For whatever it's worth, that was just a thought that I had as I was riding uh, this route. And now I'll let the internet debate it. That'll be fun. We're 22 miles in. As Errol passes me, it's a race. The race is on. I've never seen anyone with legs like that. Power, pure power. 22 miles, averaging 12 and a half miles an hour. All right. Um, well, I'm going to eat some food and I'll check in later. Bye. Top of the morning, sir. I just thought I'd take a break and wait for you. Yeah. It's high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. I don't know how far we've gone. Not very far, I think. 34 miles. Seven out of the 95 climbs. I was recording whenever I, whenever I saw that, when we did number one, I was yeah. like recording. I was like, one of 95. Oh, okay, I just saw that number. Yeah, I saw it, I was like, huh? That's a lot of climbs. How many have we done so far? Seven. <sighs> I feel okay, but I'm like more tired than I think I should be for this many. Like I still, I don't think I've recovered fully from the Ozark, yeah. which is surprising. But I'm just slow. Plugging along. How are you feeling? I feel good. I feel like slow, but then I'm like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be doing this. Slow's like, oh, okay, good. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Slow's good. Like the only thing, yeah. I'm like, oh, I've been on the bike so long. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, it's only just begun. Yeah. I'm glad there aren't many cars. Like, that's one nice thing so far is it's real peaceful out here. Which is exactly what I was hoping for. It's um, it's a lot of pavement like this. It's real quiet, so it's pretty easy riding all, overall. Just and, and no traffic. The biggest downside is just uh, uh, not a lot of trees, not a lot of coverage. All right, ready to rip. All right, well, we're stopped on the side of the road, so while I lube my balls, I guess I'll tell you what's going on. Well, first mistake, I guess I left my, uh, what do I use? I use a aquifer, and this little thing of aquifer that I guess I left uh, with my other kit, with my toiletry kit. So not a ma major deal yet, but I was looking forward to having that, getting a little lubrication downstairs, but it's warm out here oh, and I'm, I'm feeling it. I am feeling it. What, I'm going to see if I can find out what temperature it is. I'm curious. My legs just don't feel super peppy, you know, and that's a little it's a little discouraging at mile 35 in.
I don't, I don't really want to think about what that actually means. Uh, maybe I should take some ibuprofen. I'm a little worried about water. Uh, so we have, let's see, 35. So then that's 65 to get to 100. And then we have 16. So that's, we have 81 more miles left. And I have two and a half liters. So maybe looking for a church. And there's supposed to be a church around mile 65 or so. Let's get the show on the road. Yeah, it's just hot out here. As soon as I got out of that shade, you know, I just, uh, Cal right on the side of the road. Hey, Mama Cal. Yeah, that sun, that heat just hits you immediately. You just go from, oh, this is nice, to, oh, wow, it's hot out here. All right, I decided to switch over the headphones, so. Yeah, I was just saying it's hot out here. You feel it, and it's definitely zapping me. Yeah, today is just, uh, I think today's like soaking in. I'm trying to wrap my head around this ride. And I don't know, things have just been like crazy with work and life and stuff leading up to this. So uh, I just haven't come into this as mentally or physically as ready as I would ideally like to be. Um, but that's the way it goes sometimes. So yeah, I'm kind of just finding myself trying to like mentally wrap my head around this. But at the same time, I was just reminded that, you know, it's nice to have the luxury to come out here and do this. And the very nice thing about what I'm doing is all I have to do is pedal my bike and complain about how hot it is and look at the clouds and the cows and the hills, and the cactus, the trees. Yeah, that's all I gotta do. Oh. So, not bad. A lot less stressful than day-to-day -day life, for sure. So I'll try to focus on that. And not on how hot it is. But, let's see, it's 1222. The last time I looked at the temperature, it was supposed to get up to a high of 93 today. But I think out here, or I think out here on the pavement, like, um, I don't know, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if it is definitely like closer to 100 or feels like 100. <sighs> Which is still about 10 degrees or more cooler than it was like 30 days ago. So, even though it's hot, this is like way more manageable than just like a month or two ago where it was like that, was, this was undoable, at least for me. And it still might be that way, but we'll see. 
I mean, I've got five, six more hours of some pretty hot riding and then it'll cool down and then we'll have, you know, at least probably 15 hours of cool riding before it starts to heat up again. Probably even longer than that. So it's really just about kind of weathering through this first uh, block of heat, um, which, yeah, we're definitely, you know, we're getting into the hot part of the day, 1230. It's, it's direct sun. Like I said earlier, no clouds, very little breeze. Right now there's no breeze. We have had some here and there and the breezes that we're getting have been headwinds, but sometimes whenever it's this hot, a little breeze, whether it's a headwind or a tailwind, you don't care. You just, you appreciate a little wind. Uh, speaking of, there's a little wind. That's what the weather said it would do is we'd have like pretty mild wind, but with slight gusts of, you know, something 10 or 11 miles an hour. And maybe the weatherman got that one right. There's a really cool app that I, uh, I've been aware of for a while, but I just recently purchased called, um, I think it's called Epic Weather Rides. And it's an app for your phone. And you can upload your route. So you can upload like this route that I'm doing. And you tell the app what day and what time you're gonna ride, start, and how long it's gonna take you. And then it'll calculate your weather for the entire route, like everywhere you go. So percentage chance of rain, temperature, humidity, wind direction. And I think their app is like $100 a year. So it's kind of pricey, but I figure I do this uh, for a living, so. I call it an investment, but it's pretty handy. And according to that, we should have mostly a tailwind for most of today. Slight tailwind, nothing crazy, and tomorrow. And then as we turn around at a mile, about 225, that's when we basically just turn around into the wind and ride back into it. Um, but as we get into Saturday, the wind is supposed to really, really die down according to this this app. And so we'll see how accurate it is. Just hot. We're on mile 36 and we have only had a small section of not even gravel, it was red dirt soft red dirt, really nice, really pretty. That's some of my favorite, probably is my favorite, like road surface, uh, even uh, trails, like mountain bike trails. I love riding on that red dirt, it's so much fun. It's like so grippy and pretty. So we had a little section of that. And other than that, it's in pavement, but no busy roads so far. Yeah, it's just, um, there have been, has been hardly any traffic. I mean, on the quote unquote busier roads, 
I mean, I think the speed limit was probably like 55 and we were on it for like six miles at the beginning. And uh, I think we had, I don't know, less than 10 cars pass us, which is pretty reasonable. Yeah, the, uh, the scenery out here is quite lovely. You really get um, some beautiful views. I've been trying to make sure I remind myself to look up and look around, especially at the top of climbs. Because oftentimes you're gonna see something. We've already had views of um, Enchanted Rock, which is a uh, state park and a like, it's a geological formation um, here that's uh, popular in Texas. I don't know how well known it is outside of Texas, but for me and a lot of people I know, we, uh, I grew up going there as a family and with Boy Scouts and um, Natalie, my girlfriend, her family all went there uh, growing up, not with us, but on their own. And uh, she and I went out there for my birthday this past year when I had the concussion, we went on a hike and I had a concussion. That was fun. It was a very mild hike and I was very careful, uh, but it was nice. But uh, yeah, this route goes all around Enchanted Rock and there should be um, quite a few opportunities to get views of it. And I'm curious um, how many we'll get as we do this ride so i'll have to make sure i keep my head up and keep count <sighs> yeah there's the trees that are out here aren't very tall so it's easy to get pretty wide and uh just expansive views of the hill country and you know it's pretty easy to see why it's an iconic iconic uh, landscape and uh, in Texas and why I wanted to do a route here um, surprisingly all these roads that we're on they're they're very remote I mean you know we're not seeing any houses hardly I mean it's so rare to see a house we're not going through towns you know the first quote unquote town is Lukenbach at a hundred and like 110 miles into the ride and uh, it's not even a real town they just call it a town but I think it's a fake town it's just just a store basically dance hall concert area so it's like 116 miles before we even get to a, a town and so it's just out here a lot of a lot of cattle uh, ranches and uh, that's about it. <laughs> a lot of cattle. Lots of cows, not a lot of people. The cow to people ratio is right where I like it. There is a optimal cow to people ratio. And uh, I think we've, I think we're, we're right there. I think we found the sweet spot. Well, we'll see. There has been a lot of cows. Oh, we're turning up here. Mm. Navigation. Oh. 
So that's, um, speaking of like, there's nothing out here. It's why I'm a little worried about water because, uh, ooh, gravel road. Man, this is like a pink. Oh, the pink, I know what this is. This is granite. I bet granite, crushed up granite. Yeah, it's got, yeah, very nice. It's like kind of red, kind of pink. Oh, yes. Puffy white clouds, cows, prickly pear cactus, and I think that's a mesquite tree. This is the good stuff right here. Yep, good views. This is one of the best roads on the whole route, I bet. All right, well, I don't have much to say. Kind of just in a uh, grind it out mode. So a lot of miles left, so yeah, not a lot of not a lot of talking right now. A lot of more uh, time to shut up and start time to put up, put up or shut up, as they say. Um, yeah, we'll just see how it goes. I mean, we're just riding bikes. Aer aerials. He's ahead of me somewhere. That dude's fast. Yeah. For a while, I was passing him on the downhills, and then I'd catch him on, or he'd catch me on the uphills. But he's, uh, he's quick, he's strong. I don't know how far ahead of him he is. He doesn't have a tracker, so we're just using my tracker. So I'll be, he won't even get to finish. I'll be, I'll have the distinction if I finish the beam. The first finisher and the fastest known time. Fortunately, I've had to disqualify Ariel from the very start for failure to provide tracking. It really is tragic, but those are the rules. Oh, and these are the views. Yeah, this is what we come for. Why do we climb mountains? For the views. And for the downhills. Yes. This photo right here, or this spot is the photo of a cover photo for the Central Texas Showdown. And I will, there's always this one tree. And I will stop here. I don't really deserve a stop. It's so funny. I was just saying, well, I'm going to push on and hammer down and stuff. And... <sighs> I'm going to hammer down some, what is this stuff called? Ibuprofen? I'm going to hammer some of that shit. Man, I hate to admit it. I am just not as perky as I wish I was. I thought I would be. I can recover though, I'm not done. I'm just. Oh, I just remembered I have a whole nother thing of water. Oh, that makes me feel better. So I have, I have over three liters of water, which still isn't a ton, but a moment ago I didn't, I thought I had like, Two liters left and now I have three and a half 
and that's good. It's gonna be a long day. I just don't even know. I just don't even know. This is crazy. I think it's his heat. I talk about this a lot, like with my friends. I don't think I've mentioned this a lot on the podcast, but <clears throat> I think I just struggle now in the heat. Like I'm riding, I'm riding and I'm trying to figure out like what's wrong and why do I feel so like burnt out already. So I don't know. I really think that's it for me. It's just the heat. And it's for some reason that's hard for me to come to terms with. Like I want to blame it on something else for some reason, but it is the most likely and just from my personal observation when it's hot i just struggle and i grew up in texas and you know i'm used to the heat as any as well as anyone else could be and used to being active in the outdoors and i think this is you know you hear people talk about as they get older they get less heat tolerant and i don't know what the science is behind that but Anecdotally, it seems it seems like there's some truth to that. And so, yeah, I think that's my biggest battle, is the heat. And there's not much escaping it, so. Tally-ho. All right, it's uh, about 5.30. Miles, uh... 13 miles as I mentioned I'm at mile 77 so somewhere in there it's some of the prettiest riding in Texas and it's very well known especially in the wildflower season if you come here uh, during the spring this 13 mile stretch of road is just packed I mean it's a traffic jam of cars and cyclists and motorcyclists and um, so yeah, it's very well known, but during this time of year, it's very quiet, uh, it's still very beautiful, just all wildflowers, but it's very hilly, beautiful views, and this Willow City Loop, if you look it up, I believe it's on, I believe Bicycling.com or Bicycling Magazine rated it in the top 20 uh, bike routes in the uh, United States. So again, pretty pretty well known uh, area for, specifically for cycling in Texas. 
And uh, that's where we're at. The sun is starting to, uh, well, I'm definitely not set, but I get lower in the sky and I'm just going to little, which is appreciated. Uh, that's it. I'm just happy to make it through that heat. The question mark will be what I, what happens after that? What happens? How much energy do I get back? How much bounce do I get? When I get those electrolytes, do I turn into Superman immediately or does it take a little bit of time? What am I looking at there? That'll be interesting. Oh. Yeah, I would get all the Gatorade and Red Bull and a Coke and, and a Twix ice cream. And I'm not super hungry. I should be, but mostly I'm just thirsty. All right, I'm going to do some math and figure this out. I'm not going to just... So I'm going to do some bike packing math and figure out um, specifically... A couple things, like when, I think this place closes at 9, I have a note that says it closes at 9. I'd like to confirm that. Um, and then calculate how far away I am. And what, it, what how long it'll take me to get there, maybe. So on that mile, 79. Oh, at 36, 37. I'm 36 or 7, 37 miles away. I'm averaging almost 11 miles an hour. So let's call that 10. Uh, so 30, you know, three and a half hours basically. And it's 5.30, so right at 9 o'clock. Yeah, every time I've done this math, it's like right at nine o'clock. And so I guess the good news is that, um, I keep getting the same answer nine o'clock. And, uh, I mean, I'm not getting slower. I haven't really been watching the mileage or my average speed too much. I just been kind of having it on the map and elevation. It doesn't really matter how many miles I'm at at this point. Like, I don't want to think about it too much, but I did break the 400 mark, so so it's like 393 miles left instead of 473. So yeah, it has a nice, a little bit of a nicer ring to it, 393. There was a fox probably a couple hours ago, and it was the cutest thing and the best thing ever, and you didn't get to see it, but I did. It was awesome. And it was the best view of a fox I've ever had. I've seen them just, I've gotten glimpses of them here and there. But today, in broad daylight, 20 feet away from me, I got one of the best views, or the best view of a fox in the wild of my entire life. I went right across the, the street and into the field, the prairie. Um, it was cool. It made me happy. Right before that, I was happy because there was a mother with her yearling, and um, yeah, they were running alongside me, and then like just moments after that, the fox ran out, and I felt like I was in a Disney movie. So there's been a lot of deer 
it's a deer heavy area, which is um, one of my favorite animals to see in the wild. They're just so graceful. And it's just fun to see how they, uh, how stealth they are. You know, they're, they're so smart. They're so well adapted out here because they just jump the fence or scurry under the fence and then go into the woods just like 20 yards. And they turn around and they look and they listen. And you can barely see them. You know? They're just right there. But they know that you can barely see them. They also know they can get away pretty fast. Always enjoy. I get a kick out of seeing wildlife when I'm out here. When, when Natalie and I were in um, Arkansas at night, we saw what we believe was a beaver across the road. It was night, so we're not a hundred percent sure, but we both feel pretty confident based on what it looked like to both of us. Um, we both agreed it was a beaver, so we saw a beaver, and that was neat. That's pretty rare. Anyway, nature, animals are cool. Oh, there's a big cloud. There's a huge dark cloud that looks like it's about to blot out the sun. Oh, which brings up something interesting I haven't mentioned, but when we actually do the, uh, the Central Texas Showdown, there's a solar eclipse that's happening uh, during the first day of the event on a Friday. So, we had no idea. I had no idea when I chose these dates in this area, but it just so happens that um, one of the best places to view uh, this celestial occurrence is in the hill country of Texas, in the entire United States. There's other places too, but this is one of the hot spots. And so, that's pretty cool. I have no idea what that's going to be like to be riding your bike uh, while a solar eclipse is going on. But don't look at it unless you bring the special sunglasses. Um, but yeah, how cool is that? What a neat thing to be able to ride through that. We'll probably give everybody superpowers. Uh, I could use some superpowers. But yeah, that's neat. Um, yeah, I'm jealous. I wish I had that to look forward to today. I'm so lightheaded. Just we can take, keep the chairs out here. Aw. How long you been here? Uh, since like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got here right before they closed. Yeah. Uh, what time did they close, you know? I didn't ask. I was just like, is the kitchen still open? She was like, no. I was like, that makes sense. This place closes at night. What do you got for me? What? So she gave me like a matcha. Oh my gosh. I was getting like so lightheaded. Yeah. Like, Dude, when, uh, I fucking went and got like fucking took it by on purpose when I'm proud and like did like an extra two and a half miles. What? To like, uh, when I was in whatever town I was before here. I, like, was fucking dying. I, like, didn't have water, like, 20 miles out. Oh, yeah. And so it's, like, I, like, looked up. It was, like, the wine. There was a bunch of wine places I saw. So I, like, looked up the nearest gas station. There was a gas station at Valero, like, a mile and a half from me. So I was, like, I said, fuck it. Just, like, bike to it. 
and it's like a it was like a themed camp campground, like ranger campground, like Yogi the Bear type ranger. Okay. Um, with a gas station, but it was like closed. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, it was closed. But they had kind of like pedaled around the building because I was like, well, maybe they have a spigot. Like it's a gas station with like a facility. Like they gotta have something. Um, and so it turns out they had bathrooms that were unlocked. Oh so nice! I went in there and like filled my water bottles up. And then just, like, you clutched with them. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I haven't had, oh, thank you. I haven't had any electrolytes all day. I meant to get Gatorade this yeah. morning, and I oh, completely I have, forgot. I have, uh, I have electrolytes. I have, like, extra. Um, it's strip drop. So I can give you some of that. But okay. I also, like, I also got mustard packets. Oh, really? Yeah. So do you know what we have next? No. Uh, it's only 20 miles till Comfort, and there's a 20-hour, or a 24-hour McDonald's. You're not as excited as I was. I gotta make it comfort. <laughs> <laughs> I did look it up though, yeah. An hour and a half. For you, it's like two hours for me. Yeah, this can't couldn't come soon enough. I started to um like get really lightheaded just like a little while ago. My fucking head started to hurt. It was like pretty pounding. I could feel it start to hurt. And I was like, oh, I'm fucked. And then that's why I was just like, there's got to be a gas station. I just like pulled up my phone and was like, <laughs> I was like, I will go out around. Dang, man. How long were you out of water? 20 miles. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, how far is this? It's like five miles out. Yeah, so I was like, I'd gone like 15 miles. Dude, yeah. Today was so hard in that in that heat. How are you feeling now? I feel okay. My legs are fucking tired. Yeah. I like told Megan what I've done so far. She said, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I just want to get to McDonald's, and uh, that'll be nice. So the bartender was saying that you should be really careful about drunk drivers out here. There's like a lot of them. So if we see a car, then maybe like pull off thousands. You know, it's funny. I've been told that about a million times. Just trying and. Anytime you're in rural Texas, even when I was in Arkansas, they're like, watch out for the drunk drivers. And they're right. But they better watch out for me, tell you what. Well, you um you saw how many I should have got a drink while I was in there. But then I didn't. Like a beer? Yeah. Probably went to hell for that. What? Nah. Probably not. Any ibuprofen? Yeah. Get some of that. Uh, uh, Next time I move, I got you. I don't know, man. <laughs> why did I do this? Uh, I was just telling Natalie, like, why, why do I have to do this? Why can't I just talk about riding bikes? Why do I have to ride 500 miles? 
That's how like people think I'm a bike mechanic, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm only good at riding bikes. Anything else, not my expertise. Yeah. Don't, don't ask me questions about it. I'll give you a very bad answer, mm-hmm. and then you'll go and then waste your time and you'll have to go to someone else. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot I don't know about bikes. I was like thinking about the first phone call we had, when, and I was just like, yeah, I never want to do the show though. <laughs> and I was like, at, I was at, uh, in that three mile climb, and I thought about that. And I was like, why am I? Fuck. Dude, that climb was beautiful, but fucking ridiculous. Did you see it before sunset? I don't think so. I don't even think I knew about a three mile climb. It was, it was like a big one, and then it like went and turned, and then like you basically saw down the entire valley. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what point it was at. You're talking about the Willow City Loop? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. Dude, I saw it right at sunset. I got to that. Um, where it, like, it goes around to the left, and then there's just a perfect view. I took a video, I think. Yeah, I got to see that. I was feeling good, man. Like, once I once the sun it started to cool down... I was feeling good, uh, yeah, up until just like Jess. He's checking in on us. Hey, honey. <laughs> yeah, Patrick's here. I totally forgot. Sorry. Hey, Megan. Okay, I'm Patrick. I saw Jess. I gotta go to bed. I gotta get up and start driving. Yeah, I can't wait. Apparently, there's a 24-hour McDonald's 15 miles away. Twenty. Twenty. It's at one thirty. I thought. Hmm? I was looking up. Anyway, you bet. Know it better. Twenty miles. Not a McFlurry because they have. Okay. Yes, we am. <laughs> Love you too. She's the best. I've been on the phone like a bunch with Natalie. Yeah, I stopped at four twenty and like smoked but also like waited like 20 minutes and I like FaceTimed Megan and we were chatting and then I was like can you check Patrick Scott and she checked it and you're like 10 miles behind me and I was like there's no fucking way he's gonna catch me and we're both gonna make it I was like I gotta go so here yeah yeah I was like I was like I need to fucking go because I was gonna I was like I need to fucking yeah and so I was like FaceTiming her and then we just talked on the phone for a while um and then I talked to him when I got here, but no, I cracked real fucking hard. What um, mile? <clears throat> like a hundred ten. Oh, wow, crap! Like I fucking, it took me so long to do those like five miles. I felt so bad. I'm like here, waiting here forever. I was losing it, man. Yeah, I uh, big tired because I like. I don't, I, I don't even run out of food because I have nuts still. But then the nuts are so dry and I didn't have any water. And then it was just that or dry meat. And I was like, I'm not fucking done. This is a nasty shit. Yeah, I don't feel amazing. <laughs> I felt a lot better in Arkansas. I think it's just the sun. Core power. Did you get? Did you drink one of these? 
No, I had a matcha drink. I, I've had those before, though. Did, I wonder, did she just, like, give us this? Like, Since she just had it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. She was like, yeah, they have them at HGB. HGB's great. It's like, I was just like, yeah, I miss HGB. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's not shit out here, is there? I almost asked her, like, where she drives from, but then I didn't want to, like, ask too many questions. <laughs> I was like, you're not, you don't fucking live. No one lives here. Maybe comfort. Yeah, it's not too far away. Oh, this is good, man. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. You want some? How are you feeling now? Yeah, me too. Me too. It was hard. I started walking. I walked like two blocks. Yeah, you and me both. Because it was like, it would go down, you have a lot of speed, and then like have to like shift really fast to get out. And I'm like, it like, hit a yellow and I was like, no, nope, I just like got off the bike. Yeah. And it was like walking up the bike. So it was chill again. Yeah. You got, you got to play the long game. It, it's good because you work different muscles and just give everything a break. So I was like, walking seems easy. Yeah. I might, I might just walk half of this whole thing. Take my bike on a nice long, nice long walk with my bike. I told Megan how long the uh, ride I did. Like, like 10 rolling hours. And she was like, you hear that triathlon, people? Because, like, her family wants to do a triathlon. She's like, 10 hours. She's been on the bike for 10 fucking hours. I'm like, everyone, skip step your shoe. <laughs> yeah. She's like, once again, and I'm like, I refuse to do anything that's not riding my bike. That's what you said, or she said? Fuck yeah. Bikes are death, is what I'm saying. Everyone knows I'll choose death. <laughs> I might be about ready to choose some death, man. That sounds nice. This is a pretty cool spot, huh? Too bad they weren't open with you. Yeah. Thing is, like, they just don't, I mean, they have, like, a bunch of food. They actually have a pretty fucking good menu. I yeah. Looked at. It's pretty big and, like, good. Yep. Um, they just don't have, like, general store stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was looking forward to that, but I was really excited when uh, Natalie told me about comfort because I was just going off my um, notes, and I didn't put comfort comfort on my notes because I was like, well, I'll stop here and I'll skip comfort. So it's like <clears throat> Bandera is another. It's like a mile one sixty. So whenever she's like, oh, no, there's like a whole other town coming up at mile 133. That was music to my ears. Yeah, I'm struggling. You want ibuprofen? I'm going to take ibuprofen, too. I think I'm going to take ibuprofen, and I even have caffeine pills. I'm going to take one of those. I'm really hoping that um, that food will kick in, you know. And give my body what it, it wants. <sighs> All right, 16 miles to McDonald's. Oh, boy, I can't wait. Yeah. Dude, they'll have uh, 
they probably have breakfast too. That light looks really dope. Your front light. Yeah, and like the way it illuminates your wheel though, it just looks cool. But I know from a riding perspective, it's yeah, because you got the tire and the. Yes. Yeah, the deer are wild. Yeah, they don't know how to react to us. Because I mean, you know, the term deer and headlights is obviously real. You're RPTS, so like. Um, yeah, they, it's not until you pass them. I had one that was like, go, it literally ran a circle around me. <laughs> I did not know what to do. I saw a fox. I saw like, the, you did? Yeah. I saw a Rio Grande. I saw a whole flock of Rio Grandes. Uh, what are those? Yeah. Oh, the turkey. Yeah, but it flew, which was really cool. They don't they they don't fly very often. Oh, yeah, the the deer though, it's insane. I've enjoyed the wildlife viewing. Oh my gosh, I feel so much better after that. <laughs> Dude, that was. It's like I don't feel terrible. I don't feel great. <laughs> when, when right now? Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't feel. Someone, like asked me how it was going. I was like, I was like, it's going good. I don't feel great right now. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I just feel a lot better than I did. Uh, like mile one fourteen. Mile one fourteen was rough. Yeah, because you have to like do that fucking climb. I know. And then it's like I was like I was like you're fucking kidding me. Yeah. And then the bike you beat it. <laughs> oh no. I was like, if I fucking go the wrong way. Oh, you have it loaded on your phone too, so you can see it? Yeah. Okay. But I was able to like get it my computer back on it. I had to like plug it up. I had to like stop. Stance. Yeah, you don't want to lose it. My longest continuous ride is 505 miles. Is so disgusting? Yeah, it is. Uh, it was in East Texas. It was uh, a lot of the same roads that the East Texas Showdown is on. Uh, that was back in 2018 though. I haven't attempted something like this and since then. I mean, I've done, yeah, nothing this long. I tried the, the ITT of the East Texas Showdown. It's 400 miles, but I only made it like 340. Then I didn't do the death loop. So, yeah. You haven't missed much. I know, I already know it's there. Would, that's why it was hard to motivate myself to do it. I was like, wow, that's so fucking good. Fuck that, definitely. Fuck it. I'm just trying to be happy that it's not hot. 
This is why I really want to get as many miles at night as possible. Yeah. And then, yeah, if we get sleep during the day tomorrow, that seems so far away. When we did Arkansas, there was no moon at all. It's just so much nicer when there's a moon, I think. Come on. Do -do 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 -do. Do -do 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 -do. All right, howdy, howdy. It is 11.33, and I don't remember when I was on here last, so I'm not even going to try to pretend, but uh, we are 125 miles in, and uh, we just stopped at, like, this little town, Bakersville, I think it's called. Um, and that's at mile 116 and, um, I did not make it there until like 9.30. So the cutoff was nine o'clock, but Ariel was able to, uh, go ahead and, um, get there before nine, but like he got there and the kitchen was already closed. So he got, uh, chips and like, I had like a, um, what was that thing called? Oh, a protein shake and a Coke and water. And going into that stop, I was, I was really struggling. Um, just like totally lightheaded and feeling like out of body and just, yeah, I was really, really struggling. Um, even when I got there, like I was struggling, um, but I, I like devoured everything so quickly. And then I just laid down in the parking lot for like five minutes and it like, I swear, like brought me back to life. And I didn't know if it was going to or not, but it's just funny, like how your body will, uh, like they keep, you know, the highs and the lows, like they're just always, they're always highs and lows and you just gotta, you gotta suffer through those lows and those lows can be pretty, pretty low. I feel like, yeah, I was just thinking, I was like 115 miles in and I'm like, how the fuck am I gonna do this? And anyway, I know I'll have a lot more highs and lows before this is all over, but I'm happy to be on the other side of this one for now. And uh, yeah, so even though he wasn't able to get there in time, I mean, I don't know what time their kitchen closes, um, but the food and water and drinks and stuff that he got was just absolutely life-saving. I was down to, I think, like a half a liter of water and like 400 calories worth of like peanut butter left. Um, I was just, I was just struggling, like unreasonably so for only being 115 miles in. But I said earlier that, you know, I was just fighting the, uh, uh, I was just worried about my electrolytes because I know I got a lot sucked out of me today. And I really think it just hit, it caught up with me and hit me like a brick wall. And uh, the only thing that pulled me out of it was, uh, was a little bit of food 
And uh, now the good news is that was mile that was mile 116, mile uh, 132. Only 16 miles later, we have a 24 hours 24 hour McDonald's, and that is the most exciting news that I've got all night long. Because when I uh, mapped the route, like I on my notes. I put, um, you know, 116 on there and then I skipped comfort, which is at mile 132 or 133 and just put the next one on there, Bandera, um, because I knew I wouldn't need to stop there, but, um, turns out I do need to stop there. And so when, uh, originally I thought I had to go to mile 160, and I was not looking forward to that. But then when I saw that Comfort was there and they had a 24 hour McDonald's only 16 miles away, that's been the highlight of my day. So uh, yeah, Earl and I, we, um, he got to uh, Baker's, Baker's Smith Field, whatever the, I need to figure out what the name of that town is. I think it's Baker Smith. Um, he just waited for me there. And we've been riding together. We're gonna ride into McDonald's and absolutely devour whatever they have and get back on the road. It feels so, so fucking good tonight. Like the weather is just perfect. It's supposed to get down to like the mid 60s and you know, there's no wind, there's, an, there's a full moon. So, and we're just out here where there's hardly any uh, light pollution from the cities. Um, so it's a full moon, so you can't see the stars as well, but they're, they're out there, but I'm, I'm enjoying the full moon. I like having a full moon for some reason. It just doesn't make you feel like as alone or as yeah, out here. feels like it's kind of there keeping, keeping a watch on you or something. Oh, it's like that keeps the nightlight on, you know? So, yeah, we'll see. Um, that was a really low point. And now, um, so whenever we stopped there, like I ate all that stuff. And then I also took um, two ibuprofen and I took a 200 milligram uh, caffeine tablet. Um, so I think the combination of all that stuff has perked me up for now. And, uh, at mile 126.3, so we should be 5.7 miles to McDonald's. And uh, yeah, then it's a whole new ball, ball game. I think just getting some proper calories and also having, uh, I'll definitely, you know, take some on the bike and be stored up. And yeah, just having that reset is going to be huge. And that'll be. Yeah, right about midnight. Uh, and I guess we got about seven hours before day rise. But we both, I think, see the value in riding through the night. This is like perfect temperature versus trying to do it during the heat of the day. Brutal. I'm never riding outside in the heat again, ever. All right, well, highs and lows.
126 miles in. So far, ride time has been 12 hours and 20 minutes, averaging 10 miles, 10.3 miles an hour. Not as fast as I would have liked. I was, like I said, I was going for 11. Um, but, you know, I'm out here for a long time, not a good time. <laughs> uh, so, I'm here to suffer. So why rush through it at a, at a blistering 11 miles an hour when I can sit back and enjoy it at 10.3? Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Wildlife isn't amazing. Uh, the deer are just at, there's so many fucking deer, so many deer. And at night, they were, you know, bouncing around all at uh, uh, sunset, you know, in the evening. Um, but now in the nighttime, sure, you know, most people know that animals in general are more active at night most of them and deer i know especially are very nocturnal and it's obviously not as hot all this stuff so a lot of deer out and um errol and i have both almost been hit i've almost been hit twice i think he's only almost been hit once but we're both dodging deer out here i had one legitimately right run a uh circle around me so a lot of deer which has been uh pretty exciting i love seeing the wildlife and like i say i think i mentioned earlier that deer is one of my favorites so it's pretty fun it'll be something for everybody to look forward to all the deer i don't think they're going to go away anytime soon all right. Well, I should have recorded when I was like really lightheaded and stuff, but um, I was talking to Natalie. We were already in a, con on a conversation. I called her when I was at mile like 99, right when I was about to hit my century. And uh, so we had a mini, little mini celebration uh, for hitting a century, but you know, still 375 miles to go, so definitely didn't celebrate too hard. But hey, 100 miles, 100 miles. I'm always gonna celebrate Century. That's that's still cool, you know. I am, uh, yeah. Today's been a lot harder than I anticipated or that I hoped, and I still really, yeah, especially like with how I'm feeling now. It's just been a lot harder than I expected. Uh, and I really think it's just the heat, and especially based on how I'm feeling now, now that the sun's gone down. I mean, I guess it's, it went down, oh, probably three and a half, four hours ago. So, um, yeah, it's just a big difference mentally and physically. Yeah, that was a little bit of a bummer just really hot uh, what are we doing navigating I gotta pee I wish I could pee while I was riding maybe I'll no I'm not gonna try it 
feel like I'm too tired to, I'm not really that, yeah, I'm like super tired, but I'm definitely not, uh, probably not as coordinated as I need to be to be trying that for the first time. Well, not the first time, but I don't know how to do it. I've tried it before unsuccessfully, but this isn't the time to practice. And there is the sign for comfort. Comfort is just a mere six miles away. How does that jive with my 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 calculations? That puts us there at 133.6. Ah, I thought we'd be there by 132. So, you know, that extra mile is going to be pretty rough, I bet. But I'll manage. Um, well... Until McDonald's, that's the next stage in this saga. Yep. And we'll see. See what these like these bodies and brains and legs can do. Hoorah! Is this love that I'm feeling? About to lose a goat? I was wondering why I didn't have us go on the interstate, but now I know why. It's way up there. Oh, that's rank. Wanna? Huh? I wonder if that shit. I don't know what that smell is. 1.6 miles away from Mickey D's. It's coming at such a good time in my life right now. <laughs> Pretty excited. What we got here? Tiny house with all the lights. Nope. Oh. <laughs> they hurt me. All the lights in the house was on. Oh, yeah, we got to spike up and then back. I know. Like, no, I don't see it anymore. Yeah. We got to ride into town. I think it's going to add... It's going to add two miles onto our ride. A mile there and a mile back. Oh, yeah. We'll go ahead and take this first ride, though. You got a little shortcut? Yeah, it'll get us into that parking lot. We'll the back parking lot. Yeah. Whatever we gotta do to get to the Golden Arches. Anna loves, yeah, that's such a good stop. They have showers there, man. We can take showers. I'm excited. Yeah, we can take this right. Hillview? Or no, before that, I see. Never mind. Take this one. Yeah. I love uh, riding through like the off the main street of these small towns. Very interesting. Children. So left here. Really?
Not right. Do we have to go up further? Yeah. Yeah, there's no way to. We gotta turn around, basically. Right? We can go up this way and take a left. The most important thing is that I'm right. Might as well add two. Yay! It's a sleepy town. Sleepy time in a sleepy town. Come on, baby, light my fire. Oh, shit. I thought that person was turning around for a second. I'm like, oh, good. Uh oh, hi. I'm just riding my bike, friend. I like when you, uh, when you ride your bike a lot of times, you like bob your head too. Huh? What do you say? When you're riding, yeah. a lot of times you're like bobbing your head. <laughs> like you have this whole like body cadence. Like when you're going, you're just like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I like it. You look like you're having fun. Only often now, in some, in some way. Yeah, in some perverted, or some perversion of the word fun. Fun's being had. Someone's having a laugh. <laughs> Whoever's watching my tracker right now. Who's <laughs> watching our tracker and be like, those Fiddling stupid. Yeah. Get yourself an antique, a fake antique. Got some construction. All right, Ariel. I'll be in the executive in. Oh, oh. I'll be in the executive in. You take my tracker, and then you just come pick me up once you finished. Thanks, buddy. Man, I could live here. McDonald's car back. Make it like two hours. Got Dairy Queen, Chicken Express. How excited are you? Pretty excited. Kind of tired a little bit. So the coffee's for. Excited to sit inside. Yeah. Have things that I like. Yeah. Treated like the civilized gentleman that we are for a little while. Yeah, civilized. Yeah, civilized. Us and our friends at the gas station at 24 hour McDonald's. <laughs> the truckers down 24 hour McDonald's. These are people. Hell yes. <laughs> They're endurance. They're long haul athletes. They're out there listening to podcasts. The OGs. Oh, why did this It's always going to be hurdles on the road to McDonald's.
think if no one's coming, you can just go. I think because we're bikes and we're special. Jesus, we're special. Hey, see you. Special. Oh, it's great infrastructure. We got a nice sidewalk. Drunk. Small penis. Overcompensating. Watch out though, for real. Fucking Dingleberry. Yay! No gasoline needed. Are you doing a victory lap? No, I'm seeing if there's somewhere better to park the bikes. I have a little lock. Oh, no, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm not worried about someone stealing my bike right now. They can have it. Yeah, fuck it. I'd be like, oh, no, they, they right, took, yeah, my, took my bike. Oh. Oh, my salvation. It's not yet people with that now. I can tell. I like huh? it. I like it. The P-Dance. Fuck. Mile 135. Oh, I was getting the gold marches. Nice. Oh, <laughs> Uh, the real MVP. Uh, dining room. I don't know. It's all scratched out. Well, we gotta go in. Yeah, maybe. Or it's fucking close. They gotta drive through. Yeah, they might make us drive through. And then they might not serve us. Apparently, they, they have, like, insurance reasons for... McDonald's are not supposed to serve you on your bike, apparently. Sorry, one more time. Uh, I'll get two quarter pounders. Yep. Yep, that's great. Twenty dollar uh closing. Waiting for you. Yeah, thank you. Just for it here. Yep. No problems. So Peter, when you Ha! Ha 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 ha
Let me actually get strawberry. strawberry. Okay. Oh, you're good, though. Uh, lunch. Uh, that'll be it. Alrighty, guys. We're gonna bring it over to you guys. Next one. Thank you. Thank you. Gotta have somewhere to sit inside. Gonna go in Subway. Sit in Subway. Just. Get our lives together. We're gonna try. We left the McDonald's in comfort at mile 140 on the route, feeling energized, at least to some degree. After our bellies were filled and we were able to drink everything till our bodies and our hearts were content and it was nighttime. So personally, I was looking forward to putting in some miles at night and we only had 27 miles to the next stop, which would be a quick one in Bandera at about mile 158. We pick up with Ariel and I as we roll into Bandera, which was completely asleep at 4.30 a.m. on a very quiet Friday morning. Going into Bandera, we were planning to make this a quick trip, mostly for some water, any quick resupplies, and Ariel was on a mission to find a charging cable that he had lost. Our next stop after Bandera was mile 200 in Utopia. So we had a 40 mile stretch coming up and we wanted to be filled up and topped off and ready because there's nothing between Bandera and Utopia. Look at that beacon of hope. Yeah. I bet I could hang on my hammock in there. If there's a big American, I can get us in. Oh. There might be one here. Uh, that doesn't look open. But I don't think it's our only option. We got a problem? We're going left here. Oh, I see 
Hopefully there's a gas. <laughs> right. Oh, there's a Best Western here. Oh shit. Gas station. That's that's the best Best Western. This looks open. Sometimes everything goes our way. Oh, there's a car here. There's someone there. I was wondering what they had hours. What time is it? They might be opening up a five. Oh, I said they might be opening up a five. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think cops drive Kias. Yeah. Oh, it's like another. Uh, is that a gas station or just a neon sign? Where you're going, partner? I don't think there's a gas station. Not there? Huh? Oh. Guess we go look. I looked on Google. Well, you know, if there's not a gas station open, we should probably uh, find a spigot somewhere. Get us to 200. Car back. Yeah, dude, I would get. I would go for a tattoo right now. Another one. <laughs> Do you want to take a break? Lead the way. What are you, uh, what are you feeling like? What are you thinking? You want to take like a little nap or what? Yeah. I didn't know you were being serious when you said that's a good place to sit. Oh, no, it's being serious. Yeah, I mean, we can, we can go wherever you want, man. I'm down to take a break for sure. That's funny. This is a historic jail. It looks like it. Yeah, yeah, there's a historical marker over there. So we saw that shell right So this is an Exxon a little bit further up the street. It's 24 7. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. 
I needed to charge shit, so. There's a mini mark that opens at five. That's like, that's closer here. I wonder if it was that one that we just passed by that I went and looked in because the person was in there getting ready. What's the 24-7 thing? The Exxon, so I guess you can probably just get gas. Oh, yeah. But the mini mark for it opens up. Well, we could uh, head that way and just wait for him to open. It's almost five o'clock in the morning. I'm laying on like a large piece of granite. It's tearing up at the clouds and I might fall asleep here. This slab of granite is very comfortable. You set an alarm for five? Yeah. Groovy. <coughs> These clouds are trippy. After we woke up from our quick nap and made our way to a gas station for resupply, somewhere along the way, we made the collective decision to get a hotel. Thinking back on it now, I can't remember exactly what circumstances led to that. Certainly we were getting tired, but I, I believe Ariel also needed to charge his power banks and that was gonna need to happen whether we were in Bandera or Utopia. And I think we were both tired and there was a Best Western across the street that looked really good. And so I think we just called an audible to go ahead and get some sleep. This would have been around 5.30 a.m recharge our batteries, recharge our bodies, and then get back on the road. And so we spent probably a good 30, 40 minutes riding around Bandera. We tried Best Western and they were completely booked. And then we went to the other hotel slash motel in Bandera. And the guy came to the window and said that somebody had just booked their last five rooms like 10 minutes ago. Um, so they were completely booked. And so we kind of got our hearts set on sleeping. And after that, we had no other choice but to go ahead and head to Utopia. Um, so that was the plan. But for some reason, after I took that 15 minute nap and the idea of sleeping got in my head, um, even after riding for like 10 or 15 miles, I just couldn't shake the sleepy bug. So we decided to take a nap on the side of the road. And that's where our story picks up. All right, well, it's 6.52 a.m. And uh, I think we're at like mile 173 or something. And so we've been riding for like 22 hours. And um, yeah. The sun's like the sun is literally coming up right now, but I just hit a wall, <clears throat> so we're gonna sleep here, take like a little nap, maybe like an hour. I don't know. We uh, just were in Bandera a little while ago, and we tried two places to get a hotel there, but they were both full. So the next spot is in Utopia. 
at mile 200. So that's like 27 miles away. Um, so yeah, I think the plan here is just to take like a short little nap and then ride the next 30 miles or so, try to get a hotel there and, uh, utopia and then sleep, um, through the hottest part of the day and then get going which would put me exactly uh, 100 miles behind schedule. So, uh, but it is what it is. All right, I'm going to take a nap. It's a nice morning so far. 171 miles. It's 9 a.m. And we just, uh, we stopped sometime. I know I made a note on my, I think we stopped for like two hours and uh, slept in the dirt. It was great. A true dirt nap. So we're just back in the saddle and Headed into Utopia next at mile 200. So looks like we have about 29 miles to get there. And uh, so that'll get us there about noon. And yeah, we'll have a decision to make about if we're going to get a proper rest there. And uh, sleep through the hottest part of the day. <sighs> like it's 9 a.m. and the sun is already beating down. <sighs> and I already feel it just like, yeah, it just saps, yeah. So, uh, you can tell I'm just tired. Also, I decided to record on this uphill so the audio would be better. But I'm tired. Things hurt. My butt hurt. My hand hurt. Everything hurts. Uh, but, you know, just getting going. So, it can take a little while to warm the engine up sometimes. And uh, it might be slower to warm up, considering that six hours of sleep the night before on Wednesday night, and then just got two hours, uh, kind of, you know, dirt nap. I don't think I mentioned this, but... So far, we have a lot of clouds. I mean, they're not like the puffy ones, like these big, almost like low hanging, kind of like a blanket almost. And so the sun is staying 
tucked behind it. And them. Or, which, uh, of course, as soon as I get on here, the hill gets steeper. Uh, I just caught my breath. But, yeah, so the sun is poking out every once in a while. It's warm. But thankfully, it's mostly behind this cloud coverage. And that's quite nice. I don't know how long, you know, I don't know how long we're going to have these clouds. They could burn off pretty soon. But they're nice while we got them. What the fuck are you doing out here? You're just out here riding bikes too? Mm-hmm. Weird. Weird. I'm almost in love with riding bikes again. Mm-hmm. Or I'm getting better at lying for me. So there's 22,000 feet of climbing mm-hmm. total. And we've done... 13 over 13,000 it's nice because we'll uh we're we're getting a lot of climbing out of the way on the front end that's what i tell the suckers too mm-hmm. it's all downhill it's all downhill that's what i tell myself too i'm one of the suckers <laughs> i like to lie to myself yeah. I hope we're I hope we're doing and not just trying. Huh? I hope we're doing and not just trying. So we're trying to yeah, get I the hope that too. <laughs> can't make it 25 miles. It's going to be a rough day. We didn't know it at the time, but these 27 miles into Utopia would be the last of our ride. I rolled into Utopia somewhere around 1230 or one o'clock in the afternoon when things were really starting to heat up. And I found Ariel already inside the Postal Brew Cafe with a Modelo in his hand and a smile on his face. And I arrived completely worn out, beaten down, famished, dehydrated, all of the things. And I was so happy to be there. We started at this little coffee shop and then there's only one other place to eat, I believe in Utopia, which is the Utopia Cafe right across the street. So we decided to go over there, get ourselves a proper meal and while we're there, recharge some devices and make a plan. It didn't take long for us to realize that our plan was going to be to find a place to sleep and recharge our batteries and our bodies once and for all. There's one inn in Utopia, it's a very small town. And so we uh, were like, okay, we'll eat and then we'll ride over to this inn, get a place to stay. That would have put us there at about 
two o'clock in the afternoon and we were going to sleep from two to seven or two to eight, something like that, get five or six hours of sleep and then get on the road and ride through the night. All right. Well, it is 426 on Friday, 426 PM and things have not gone according to plan. Um, and I'm too tired to to tell you all of our problems, but um, essentially we tried to get a few different hotels over the last 40 miles to um, get some sleep and also like recharge all of our stuff, just all that jazz. And the plan was to do it during the heat of today and then get riding again at night uh, to beat the heat. But um, yeah, we weren't able to find anywhere to stay. And so it took us like, I don't know, two and a half or three hours in this little town, uh, Utopia, Texas. Um, And eventually we found a overpriced Airbnb with no hot water. Um, but it is hot inside here. The AC, they haven't had it on, so it's pretty warm. But there's a bed, and I like beds. And, uh, yeah, so I don't know what the plan is from here. I think the only plan right now is just to sleep and then figure it out. And I guess I fell asleep because the audio ends there and I fell asleep and I fell asleep hard. I didn't set an alarm. I forgot to set an alarm. I forgot to end that audio that I was talking into. I think I just fell asleep and I fell asleep and did not wake up for 14 hours. When I did wake up, uh, my phone was dead and I charged it real quick. And I had a bunch of messages from Natalie, who was my emergency contact. And another thing that I failed to do was update her on our plans. And again, sorry. Um, Yeah, I felt bad about that because she was all night, you know, waking up throughout the night, worried, wondering, you know, what the plan was. Do I need a ride? What's going on and all this stuff. And so um, I woke up at about, I think, six o'clock in the morning and I got her messages called her and we had to make a decision pretty quickly because she had some uh, familial obligations later on in that evening and I was four and a half hours away from her. Um, So we didn't have a lot of time to make a decision that morning and I was like all groggy and we had exhausted all of our other potential resources of people that could potentially come and get us and so Natalie was, was our only hope. And so like in the fog of that morning with needing to make a quick decision and also we reference it, but, um, Ariel and I had a bikes or death meeting on Sunday that we had to get to. And so we had all these things that just were adding up. So we made the decision ultimately to have Natalie come and get us. And we pick up our story with Ariel and I sitting in the Airbnb that morning, sipping on coffee and just reflecting on the trip, our decision, and all of that. 
Kyle Gilbert being like, you, you could do it, do it, do it. <laughs> Shut up, Kyle. <laughs> Actually, that was like the only time I felt pressure. I was like, I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I shouldn't do this shit. And I was like. When did he text you? He was, uh, he was messaging me like yesterday. And that's when I was like, I was like, I was like, I mean, I guess I could just ride. I was like, I could ride to Garner State Park. I was like, I could do 15 miles. And you were like, I can't. And I was like, all right, we got, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> I was so done yesterday. I was, that heat is just fucking cooking. I don't know how people yeah. do it. I, I need a, I need a bucket hat. Yeah, yeah. You know what you need? You need one of those bucket hats that goes around your helmet. Yes. Like all the cool dads wear. Yeah. I need to fully engage my da- dadness. You do. You'll full, full dad mode. If you think about it. Well, yeah. If you, if you don't think. <laughs> I need, uh, I need to get that sunscreen that no matter how much you rub it in, it's still white. Yeah. I, I don't know if my ego can handle, handle that. Yeah. Right. I need to go faster too. What I realized, I need a another uh, battery pack, a stronger battery pack. I definitely need that, and another cable. Oh, that's obvious. Another cable, and maybe another light. If I had another front light, because everything, ever, otherwise, everything else went pretty smooth. Did you ever have to? Did you ever have to charge your front light? No, never did. It lasted the whole night. Yeah, I and my, and my headlamp too. Yeah, my all my lights are still charged. I mean, I don't know how much they have left, but they haven't turned red yet. But my tail lights, both headlights, are my still. My tail light died. You brought it back up there, didn't you? Yeah. 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 It died because I ran it all fucking day the first day, which I guess I did. Don't you don't? I guess I don't really need to do it. <clears throat> Yeah, I really think the, uh, it's such a, it's so disappointing. I'm oh, so bummed. My computer's charged. Oh, let's go. Let's go. How can we keep timing it where everything's fine once it gets to like noon and it's hot? This is fucking dead. Yeah. All my battery packs are fucking dead as shit though. Like that's, that's yeah. a non, you that's have a no, starter. no way to keep it going. No way to depend on, yeah, I have to bike a hundred miles, make it to Kerrville. <clears throat> sit at the side outside of somewhere or somewhere and charge my stuff again um yeah charging shit is a real problem yeah and it's something that <clears throat> kind of sneaks up on you because you don't like when do you use uh, your garmin or your yaw yaw your, your wahoo for you know 24 hours straight yeah that's like and that's like i've heard some people that's why people just use their phone because they'll do like they get the pop thing, the pop socket, and they just use their phone and run the route on that. Because then they only have to charge their phone. Um, I mean, that's what I've done this whole time until that guy gave me that uh, Wahoo. Mm-hmm. So I I've only had that Wahoo for like six months. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess the only other problem is. But I always have if your phone if you don't have phone service because the Wahoo. No, because you download the ride with GPS that's for right. offline. Use, yeah, that's and right. Then, I forgot about that. And then also you should you know you can well you did this you downloaded the go- the Google offline Google Maps offline. No, I downloaded the uh, 
Wahoo Maps. Oh, that's what you did. Yeah, yeah so you can download Google Maps offline too. So you can do oh. like Texas okay. or Central Texas. And then it'll work without uh, <laughs> GPS nice. or cell phone service or whatever. So I always have like redund- redundancies uh, for that kind of stuff. But if you don't have a way to, like, it'll eventually all die. I mean, you have so much stuff you have to charge. Front light, yeah. headlight, rear light, phone, Wahoo. Like, yeah. I could have more water, too. Yeah, you def- definitely needed more water. <laughs> I did pretty good on water. I didn't have, like, a extra surplus, but I had. Yeah. Just a quick editorial note here. I am clearly tired and completely lying to myself in this segment of the podcast. I definitely did not bring enough water. I have no idea what I'm talking about here, but I guess that just speaks to my mental fatigue at the time because I thought I had all the water in the world. That was a lie. I had almost four liters and you had what, three or less than three? No, because the the bag is two and a half. And then that and my bottles. So 16 ounces plus 10 ounces. Oh, so you had three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So we had about the same amount of water. You were just pouring through it. Well, yeah. I just started drinking. Yeah. At certain points, I was like, I fucking got to drink water. But like I said, I ran out of water the last 15 miles um, yesterday. Yeah. So the first day I ran out of water with 15 miles to go. Was that scary? No, it wasn't scary. I was nervous, but I was like, I know I can make it. Like, I'll be fine. Because the sun was already setting at that point. Like, uh, because that was around. Yeah, it started to cool down. Because what, we had to get into the place by nine? So around probably like six or something. No, if you're 15 miles out, that would have been like 7.30. Yeah. Or seven. I don't know what time it is. Because uh, you're not that slow. Yeah. I was still going like 11. Yeah, so that's an hour and a half yeah. to go 15 miles-ish. But it was that and then... um, And then... No, it wasn't 15 out. It was... It was 20 out because for 15 miles I biked with no water. And then I got water and then biked the last five miles into um, into the restaurant. Oh, where'd you get water? Uh, I took a, remember I told you I took that left and went to that oh, weird, the gas Valero station gas was, station uh, it was closed, but you still found a spigot. Yeah. Well, I went in the bathroom and the bathrooms were unlocked. That's what you did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. why I was like also an extra two and a half miles off when we were like trying to figure out what mileage and I was like off a bit yeah. cause I biked an extra two and a half miles. Yeah. Some bonus miles. Yeah. <clears throat> How do you feel about not finishing? I'm annoyed, um, but it's not because, like, my body failed me, which is fine. I think is like, ultimately fine. Yeah. <laughs> if you had fought, if, like, you, if your body let you down or your mind let you down, then it'd be like, yeah. fuck. Like, because I woke up at 7 p.m. and was like, none of my stuff is charged, and I was like... <laughs> it's yeah like like i could have gotten up and gotten to go and like started doing it but it was just one of those things where i woke up and was like nothing's charged 
And Patrick hasn't shaken me awake yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Patrick hasn't shaken himself awake. And then I woke, Dude, I just and then I woke up out. at midnight and was like, and then it was the same thing. I was like, well, I'd have to fucking wake Patrick up, charge this, charge one thing, my bike computer. Everything else is still dead. Like it's, and that was like what I thought about when I woke up each time. It's like everything but my phone is dead. Yeah, even your power banks. Yeah. Like, you'd have to charge your power banks, both power banks, and your computer. So you'd have all your juices. Yeah. I can't believe you were waking up. I, yeah. Well, I, actually, I can't also believe that I slept for 14 hours straight without budging. But I guess that speaks to how <laughs> beat yeah. down I was. I was... Like, when I was like, dude, I can't ride 15 more miles. I mean, I could. You know, yes, yeah. I could have. It would have taken me four hours... Or three, you know, it would have taken me a while. I could have it was, done it. Well, it I wouldn't have died. Part of the day, yeah. It was like the hottest. That's why is when we would have had to do it, and that's why I was like, uh, I was like, I was like, it seems like we're gonna die out here. Yeah, yeah. I was. I was, I had to have been close to like heat exhaustion, heat stroke, something. I was getting. I was falling asleep. Pretty everywhere. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this one. I think this is the most frustrating dnf i've ever experienced because <sighs> it just seems so stupid like we're not leaving for a good reason which really bothers me i mean i'm fine with it because it is what it is like i'm not gonna like cry about it but like you never want to call someone unless your foot's broken or yeah you know, you got hit by a car or, <laughs> you know, something pretty, but it's like, well, they were booked out of the hotels and we couldn't charge our devices and we're just stuck here because, yeah. oh, and it's hot. <laughs> and it's hot as shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think to normal people, those are all reasonable reasons. Maybe to people like us, it's like, well, it's like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But that I is because at certain parts of the ride this ride i've been out there alone by myself and i was just like i was like oh yeah i'm afraid of this and i was like eh, it's not that bad i guess <laughs> what do you mean you're afraid of this just like being out in the middle of fucking nowhere where no one knows where i'm at like and i know i'm like five miles ahead of you or something but it was like that stuff and then uh and i was just like i was like oh i i was like this is fine this is fine i totally do this i do this all the time yeah i do this all the time uh, and then, but I think to like nor- normal people, it's like very, what we do is, is like very scary for good reason. Yeah. For good fucking reason. But like, so like, I, I know what you say it's frustrating because like for people who do this, like we ride our bikes and we're not dead. <laughs> so we should still be biking. Right. But death is literally looming. It's there. It's literally there. It's like, yeah, we could fucking do it. Like, fuck it. I could get a hundred miles. I could get 100 miles on my computer. My phone could die. I wouldn't need it until we got to Kerrville. Mm-hmm. If you could route there. And well, I would just run my bike computer. Like, the bike computer's fully charged. Yeah. It'll run 100 miles. Yeah. That's not even a full day. Um, but I'd have to ride at, like, 12, 11, 12 miles an hour and get there through the heat of the day. Yeah, this shit's definitely... It's just a lot. This shit's hard. I think 
Yeah, my my prism is probably extra skewed because I'm for a living I talk to people who do this stuff yeah. all the time. And it's it does make me feel somewhat less than, you know? It's like I feel like I talk to all these people and they're just like they can just knock this shit out and they make it act like it's like not a big deal. Like they say it's hard. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe and maybe people just aren't good at explaining how things how hard things actually are. Unless think, you're in that moment cuz yeah. like it's like that type 2 fun like when you're in it you're like, "Oh, this is so hard." But even like right now sitting on the couch, I'm like, "I know yesterday I was at a low, but right now I'm thinking like I don't know. Maybe I maybe I'm fine. <laughs> maybe I maybe I could do it. Yeah. Yeah, like you already, I'm already forgetting how hard it was, and it's only 12 hours later. Yeah. You know, I'm already forgetting how depleted I was yesterday. Like sitting at that cafe yesterday, we were both just like zombies. Like, you couldn't order fucking food. You couldn't order water. I mean, to be honest, I can never order. <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm so bad at ordering. Like, I just get up there and I get nervous. And I'm just like, uh, I th- uh can I, uh... And I, I've managed that about ordering the same thing nice. all the time when I go to a place. Right. Or I'll practice it in my head. Yeah. But, like, when I was tired, I was like, uh, I can the, uh... Yeah, I guess I'll just take a walk. well the real problem was all you wanted was a modello and they didn't have that so like your plan went out the window yeah my plan fucking jumped it jumped it fucking committed suicide yeah yeah Yeah, i think okay if i had kept if i had biked through utopia and the plan was to like bike to garner i could have made it it would have taken me a while i think yeah. But it was also the hot. It was like getting to the hot part of the day. But if I could have made it there, what? Because that's 15 miles. So. Yeah, 15 miles. At noon. So the only thing that two. sucks about Garner is no resupply. Yeah. There's yeah. a gas station like a mile or two away. Um, but the that nice the thing about here food. is like you can get real food. I guess food was the other thing too. Like, so but you can stop in, to eat. At Garner, all you're going to get are like chips and a soda uh, or something. Yeah. And the general store here was nice. Yeah. That's a good spot. I mean, this is Utopia. Is this where Utopia Fest is? I don't know. I've never heard of Utopia Fest. I've heard about it. Yeah, I don't know how this one's going to sit with me. I think this one is going to be very frustrating. And part of the frustration is like, well, fuck. Now I I was thinking about this yesterday when I was writing too. I'm like, if this doesn't work out, I have to come and do this again. Which sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Can I just start where, can I just start in Utopia? Maybe I'll do that. Kyle just goes 10 toes down at 810. Ten toes down. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, at four thirty eight, he was like, "Finish it, fuck Sunday's plans." <laughs> Tell Emily. Tell Emily we can't do the meeting. That's 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 the next stage. Is uh, we just hang out here. That's what we could do. Is hang out here all day, charge everything, get fueled, and then start riding this evening. And then say fuck, fuck Sunday. We'll just do our meetings on our phones while we're riding. Yeah, yeah. 
That. Emily would love that. Not only did the the showdown this route go weirdly, but we also just blow the meeting off for <laughs> the race with Emily. Man, the feeling of failure is not a good one. I mean, it's all circumstantial, man. That's the bullshit. Yeah. It's not like it's not our fault. Yeah. It, it kind of. I mean. But, like, with the hotel stuff, you can't plan for that because you don't know where you're going to be. You know, you don't know what time you're going to yeah. be there, so you can't and call ahead and... a fucking motorcycle. Reserve. Yes. Like, the people here didn't even know. They didn't know. Yeah. Every single person we talked to was like, I can't believe this, but we're sold out. We're never sold out. Yeah. Like, it's a Thursday night, man. Yeah. That That is frustrating. That is yeah. frustrating. I guess that's the most frustrating part is, like... We're not tapping because of anything we did. We're lit because like if if we had a hotel, you would have charged all your shit. Like losing your cord yeah. wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened cuz I lost my cord, my cord um, after that. After Mandera. Yeah. I pulled it out to record the video of you riding. Yeah. And that's when I lost it. It fell out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it really is the hotel, three hotels that were completely booked. And was like devastating. And that's what, that's what I was telling you, like... Yeah, it was one thing. It was, like, there was a moral defeat each time. Because each time, like, oh, we're about to sleep. And then I'm we did the it. Best Western. Yeah. yeah. The best, like, best Western. And then it was, like, no. And you're not going. And then it was, like, oh, I'm going to this other shit box. No. Oh, we're biking <laughs> and searching for somewhere to sleep on the side of the road. Cool. <laughs> and then oh, we took beautiful a... beautiful sunset. Beautiful morning. Get into town. No hotels. I think when that place didn't have a hotel... It hurt my feelings. This last one? Yeah. yeah. It hurt my feelings. Oh. And then it was like, oh, we have to figure something out in a place with no phone service and hang out at some place, which I, I hate hanging out at places. Mm. Um, plus the natural uncomfortability that comes with being the only black person in towns. <laughs> you, you get to be the... Uh, you and get then, to- like, people were nice. Yeah. Like, especially at the cafe place, like, people were nice. Um, but it's still just like, it's like odd. It's, and then I'm just like, oh, I'm just lingering. <laughs> I'm like a vagrant hanging out, stealing Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh my God. Man, that sucks. It, it just sucks all the things that occupy your mind that I don't have to, that don't occupy yeah. mine. You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess it's like a sense of entitlement that I don't even realize, you know? Or comfortable, well, like, well, it's like, it's the, like the I feel fine here. It's the privilege that like, people Yeah, it's like, I feel like, fine. Un- yeah, it's just like, you I, feel fine, you feel comfortable. People will naturally talk to you. I don't know, like the fear of sleeping in public. You mean like, uh, what do you mean? Like just out on the side of the road or something? Well, on the side of the road or like, if I sleep in a post office and then like someone wakes me up. Like, oh, God. And I'm in a small town. Yeah. With no phone service, like... That's, like, my parents' worst nightmare. <laughs> it's not my worst nightmare because uh, at times I live obliviously. Um, but it's, like, something, a present fear that occurs. Yeah. So, it's, like, that's why I was, like, anxious at times. I was, like, uh, uh, uh. How do you, yeah. You yeah, just you always just, have to be on alert, yeah, really. It's constantly. Like, Until, like, someone is nice to me. And then, yeah, and they're like, oh, okay, you're cool. Oh, oh, I can relax. Okay, you're cool, you're cool. Yeah, 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 yeah.
But it yeah, means I have to up. hang out in the Christian cafe. But they have Modelo. <laughs> but they yeah. have Modelo. Okay. okay. Oh, no. I thought I lost it. Oh, I was no. about to freak out. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was about to lose my fucking shit for a second. Dude, if, if, you're, <laughs> if, if your failure wasn't recorded for all to see... I said your failure, yeah. our failure. Okay. No, it was so uh, self-supported. <laughs> I failed on my own, and you failed on your own. I mean, honestly, it doesn't feel like a failure. 203 miles and 18 rolling hours at 11 miles an hour, 1,100 feet of climbing. That feels like a gargantuan effort by me. Like, the biggest this thing is I've your, ever done. Yeah, this is your biggest ride. Yeah, like, this is the biggest thing I've ever done. Congratulations. Thanks, Patrick. Is it on your Wahoo? It just won't sync to Strava? Yeah. Okay. It says processing. Okay. I think, I think you'll be fine. Oh. Because you can also... It's on, I have a GPS. Okay, let me look. Yeah, you can also, like, save the file and then re-upload it to Strava. Okay, so I pushed this yesterday. Right. All right, I'm about ready to go to that cafe. All right, I'm going to poop then. And then I'll be ready. All right. Oh man, I feel so good. I could easily ride today. Yeah, I've got a good. Uh, I got a good two more hours. Oh, the legs are sore. Oh yeah, They're... my legs are toasty. My ass doesn't hurt as much as uh, as I expected. My hands are painful. Left. Yeah, Car back. Forget about my hands too. I definitely have fucking bad hot spots. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're I real. Get, uh, fingerless gloves. Dude, I had those I ones. I fingered ones and they just, I kept fucking overheating. Yeah, dude, I, I just bought those ones I was wearing for this ride. And yeah. I don't like them. I don't think I don't know how much they help, and they really hurt this webbing in your finger because they're always like oh, sliding yeah. up. Pretty painful. Wonder if the coffee shop is open. That's what I was thinking. They had nice coffee, eh? I I would maybe we'll start here and then <laughs> go to the next one. I told uh, Natalie's gonna meet us at that cafe because we're gonna grab our lunch. So she's gonna be here at like 11.04, she said. Okay. So she's gonna be here in like two hours. She's making good time. Well, let's just make sure we're ready. Yeah, we gotta be a thousand yeah, percent yeah. ready. We yeah, we gotta be on, cause we're yeah. fucked if not. No, we're, we're gonna be ready. We're gonna throw our shit in her car so fast and we're gonna be out of here. She got a double rack? What's the rack situation? She got a double rack. Q-at. Q-at. Good, we're just popping on and getting it on. Okay.
Oh, you're fine. I'll take one of those. I might take two, but I'll start with one. You want a lot honey? Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it sounds amazing. Uh, do you want me to go in and pay now or pay you when I? I might order another one. I don't yeah, know. We'll yeah, see. Yeah. So I'm putting on back on some calories. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like? With the coupon code Ariel, gets twenty percent at Postal Brew and Utopia. Get twenty percent off your Modelos. But the Modelo, oh, the Ariel special would be a coffee. A Modelo and a Keef, or what is that thing? What is that thing called? A Keef. Oh, uh, quiche. Quiche. Yeah, yeah, Keef is something Breakfast else. Breakfast Modelo. Yes. Yeah, I, like, I was like, I don't know if we can give that to people. Breakfast <laughs> Modelo, uh, latte, and a Keef. It's quiche. Yeah. <laughs> I need something just holler. We'll holler. Some holler. Uh, I'll take. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take another Sammy. Do you like those um, honey on it? Oh, it's amazing. And I'll do this one to go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a slut for breakfast food. I and I used to be, but I just like don't eat in the morning anymore. I like yeah. don't. It's just, I, I, my life is sad now. I right? don't usually eat until about 12 or 2. Between 12 and 2 is when I usually eat the first time. But whenever I just burnt 15,000 calories. Do you know how many calories you burnt? Were you running a hot rate, heart rate monitor? Yeah. I can tell you. Uh, a lot. I'll tell you. A lot. How many did you do? I think it was like right at, like right under 14,000. Which doesn't seem like that much. No, oh, I only did 93. Yeah, you weren't working that hard. What yeah. was your average heart rate? Bro, I was in zone, t- I was in zone two most of the time. I would try to be in zone two. What was your heart rate, do you know? Uh, I'm looking at that now. Dude, I love my heart rate. Okay, so... My average heart rate was 112. Oh, wow. Yeah, you were down there. I spent all of it in, half of it in zone, half of So would your sandwich be good in this, or do you want it in a box? No, that's per- That's even better, yeah. Yeah. I was at, I was at 122 average. What was your high? 159. Yeah, my was 165. Yeah. So. But I do a lot of zone three rides. So that's, like, something I've been trying to do is do a lot more zone three riding to get, like, you just have to, a to, you have a low heart rate. Yeah. Yeah. Years of being an uh, elite athlete. Elite athlete. <laughs> Do you know what your resting heart rate elite. is? Uh. You were like amateur elite af- athlete. I mean, I had the thing was like that held me back was my my like my physical body. It was my knees. It was like my knees held me back. Otherwise, like I was actually a very very good athlete. Um, yeah. I just couldn't run after a certain point anymore. Oh, thank you. You are welcome. I can tell you my the crazy thing because, is like um, Apple Health. This the first two hundred miles averages downhill. Like we, were <laughs> <laughs> which is nuts, because I definitely thought we were averaging uphill that whole time. But wait, something doesn't make sense. Wait, that's your heart rate. That's not the that's line. heart rate. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that okay. This makes. <laughs> Yeah, because elevation gain was 15,689, and elevation loss was around 10,000. So we definitely climbed 5,000 or so more. Yeah. Okay, we were going up. I thought so. Yeah, so we ascended 15,700 feet, and we descended 10,800. So we ascended 4,900. 
mm-hmm. over the past six months. Okay. Yeah, mine's in that same week, zone. What is? To 68. Do you know your max heart heart rate, or what you think it is? It was one ninety six. In the past week. So yeah. my my max heart rate is it, oh, was, it was Thursday, it what? was Thursday. Oh, between Jesus, it's like right between it says seven to eight and then eight to set eight to nine, so something around eight a.m. spiked my heart rate. Sex. Morning sex. We had just woken up. Get an app. Oh, we had just start riding again. Oh, this we was rested. when we were together? Yeah, we rested, and then I started riding, because it was yesterday at 8 a.m. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Holler if you need us. We're out back breaking out boxes. All right. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, eight, it was like 8 a.m. yesterday, so right when we started back up, my heart Interesting. Your body's like, fuck this. Yeah. Yeah. And you're I mean, like, I was no, like, body, fuck you. I slept for 30 minutes, yeah. and then I was like, we're, we're going on it. We're still going. We're not done. Dude, rolling time? 18 hours, Patrick. Yeah, easy. Easy money. I wonder what my rolling time That's what was. I told Megan. was like, she was like, how are you feeling? Like, are you beat up? And I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm annoyed that I didn't finish it. But also, like, this is the biggest thing I've ever done in my life. That's the funny thing <laughs> between me and you is my ride time was 20 hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> I didn't be like that because I spent a lot of time, like, yeah, waiting over the on course me. waiting on you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is totally fine. Yeah, I mean, I told you before we started, my my worry was that I knew you would be faster than me and, like, how much that would piss you off or whatever. It was not pissed. Well, yeah, good. Yeah. But but before this ride, I didn't know. Like, because some people are like, oh, I just want to do my thing and whatever. So, but I'm like, if you want to wait for me, cool. Yeah. But you're going to have to wait. I just didn't know how it would go in, like, once we got to 250 and 300 miles. It, like, with <laughs> with this old turtle still be creeping <laughs> and the speed machine would break down the speed we never found the speed out machine never ah we never found out hey we never what's, oh. GP calling? what's natalie calling well that was the call natalie was there to pick us up and so we loaded our bikes started the four and a half hour drive of shame back to our cars but You know, I don't believe in failures. I believe that experiences are teachers and that even when things don't go our way, and maybe even especially when things don't go our way, there is the greatest opportunity to learn. And I definitely learned a lot from this experience. And I actually had a lot of fun I having Air, having Ariel to ride along with and keep me entertained. Hopefully I keep kept him entertained and just kept each other company, company. and um, it was fun. We rode together really well, and I enjoyed the absolutely beautiful roads of Central Texas Showdown, and mostly I'm just bummed that I don't I didn't get to see the rest of the route. Honestly, like some of the best riding in the entire route takes place between mile 220 and 260 or so. And we cut our ride off at 200. So it was a real disappointment. So that really is like, I think the biggest disappointment for me. Um, But honestly, it was entirely too hot. And I'm very excited because just... (laughs) 
Just like four days after we finished our ITT attempt, the weather completely changed and it's absolutely beautiful in Texas right now, which kind of sucks for us, but for the event that's coming up, that's great news and I'm excited to have that good weather so everybody can actually enjoy the scenery and the route to the fullest. And I, for one, I know I was like, yeah, kind of down on things whenever I was out there on the bike, but the reality is I love this shit. Um, it's type two fun when you're in it. Sometimes you question it, but ultimately it calls to us and I'm excited to get back on this route. And Ariel and I already started to talk about dates, um, when we can go back and do it again together when the weather is better. So, uh, yeah, not done on this route, learned a lot, had a good time. And thank you so much for joining us for the ride. I hope you enjoyed it too. By the way, if you want to ride these routes, you don't have to do it at one of our events. Of course, we love to have you during the events. Our Texas Showdown series are a lot of fun, but if you ever want to take on any of my routes, they're available for free. You can find them at texasshowdownseries.com. So, hey, get out there. Let me know how it goes. All right, everybody, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I found this one to be somewhat interesting. It's interesting to uh, follow along my own thought process as I'm going through the highs and the lows of this ride. It's interesting to see what my thought process was at the time and also how I kind of like either lied to myself or misrepresented things. Um, the brain is a funny, funny thing. And I find that like through recording this, um, and listening back to it and editing it, um, I'm, I'm kind of getting a better peek into what those highs and lows are like and, and what the mental journey that you go on is like. And, uh, Hopefully y'all liked it too. And honestly, I would love some feedback on today's episode and specifically this type of episode. I'm really curious if y'all like this format of episodes where I take you along for rides. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I have a riding partner that I'm also recording. Um, I can tell you that I'm enjoying these and it's something I want to continue to do, but most importantly, I want to continue to get better at them. I have tried a variety of different microphones trying to capture the best audio. And anytime you're in this kind of environment where you got bike noise, traffic noise, wind noise, road noise, it's going to be very difficult to capture just high quality audio, clean audio. But um, actually, as I was sitting here recording, I saw FedEx just uh, dropped off a new microphone that I just purchased. Um, I am always on the lookout for ways to capture these experiences with the audio being the best that they can. And so, yeah, I'd love to hear your feedback, whether it's on the audio. I mean, is the audio super annoying? Is the audio tolerable? Is it fine? You don't even really care. And also, like, do you enjoy this format of uh, podcasting? So I don't know. If you want to give me some feedback, I'd love to hear your thoughts. And uh, that will help us make the podcast even better in the future. All right, everybody. Well, that's it for today's episode. Um, I'm going to wrap this one up, get it out because this is CTS week and there is a lot to do to get ready for all you fine folks coming down here to ride your damn bikes. So we're going to wrap this one up and get it in the can. 
Next week's episode, I believe, is going to be another one similar to this. It's going to be the um, Ozark Rando that Natalie and I did. And so the format is actually going to be somewhat similar. And technically, I guess that one should have come out before this one. But since the Central Texas Showdown is this weekend, I wanted to go in and get this episode out for anyone who's going to be doing that. And we'll maybe find this information helpful. So that's what we're doing. That's what we got. And... That's all for today. So thank you so much for being here. It is always a pleasure. And please don't forget, until next week, you know what to do. Go ride your damn bike. It was the middle of the night. You grabbed your knife and you held it tight. The sounds of beasts kept you awake. The sounds they made kept you afraid. In the morning, you packed your bike. Memories you rode faster than ever before was it your imagination or merely folklore fear turned into strength as you pushed further every pedal stroke stronger and firmer your bike feels weightless your legs aren't tired you think to yourself just a few more miles bikes Oh, death.